With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Welcome to a bonus edition of Rico Bronia. Actually, there's going to be a lot of bonus editions as we march our way towards opening day Thursday in Miami, March 30th, the New York Mets, the Miami Marlins. I have feared this discussion for a very, very long time. In fact, when I was a youngin, when I was very, very young, the Major League Baseball decided to expand in 1993, and they expanded with the Florida Marlins and the Colorado Rockies. And I was a young nine-year-old at the time, and my dad told me, and I believed him, and now it's been 30 years, he said, son, there's going to be a day in which there's going to be radical realignment where National League, American League will be no more. They're going to mix all the teams together. Someday that's going to happen, but hopefully it's a long, long time from now, and I'm not around, and you're not around, but eventually it's going to happen. Now, listen to my dad say this, and I said, "Uh, I don't know about that. Now, the Marlins are a new team. They're in the National League East. The Rockies are a new team. They're in the National League West. No big deal. In fact, the Rockies played their first ever game against the Mets opening day 1993 at Shea Stadium. Just five years later, Major League Baseball expanded again. And shockingly, it's been the last time they expanded. They added the Arizona Diamondbacks. They added the Tampa Bay Devil Rays at the time. They sent Tampa Bay over to the American League. They sent Arizona to the National League. And they did something that was the first sign of this radical realignment. They took an American League team, the Milwaukee Brewers. That's what I grew up on. I mean, Harvey's Wallbangers, that's an American League team and moved them to the National League. And it was very surreal. First time the Mets ever went to County Stadium, I was confused. I know it was during the era now of interleague play, but still, the Milwaukee Brewers are a National League team? Yuck. And that was my first sign where I said, boy, I think my dad's right. I think he's eventually right that they're going to throw these leagues away. They started interleague play. They just moved an American League team to a National League, uh, to the National League. The signs were there. Then they got rid of the umpires being separated. National League umpires, American League umpires. They threw it away. They changed the offices. There used to be a National League office and an American League office. They threw it away. Then they decided to go crazy. They took a National League team that had been in the National League for many, many, many years. In fact, they're the brothers of the New York Mets, the Houston Astros, because remember, they came into the National League the same year the Mets came into the National League. So their history, in terms of longevity, was equal to the Mets. And they threw them in the American League. That was sacrilegious to me. 
And they also said, you know what we're going to do? Now that we got 15 teams in the National League, 15 teams in the American League, we're going to have interleague play every day. So think about what they've done to us over the last 30 years, the slow march towards leagues not mattering. Now, the thing that really put it over the top, the thing that really blurred the lines between leagues obviously occurred first during the pandemic season of 2020 and then became official just last year. The designated hitter came to the National League. You could change the umpires. You can change the league offices. You can even move teams from league to league. But the number one thing that blurred the lines between leagues was the designated hitter. Now, this podcast is not about re-arguing the DH debate. I lost it. The DH is here. It's not going anywhere. But as we begin the 2023 season, there really is no difference between the National League and the American League. Nothing. The only difference you have left is the history of this team being a National League team and that team being an American League team. And the other thing that they're adding this season, which also blurs the line, is while we've had interleague play for a very long time right now, 26 years of interleague play, we now added the nugget that you play everybody. So instead of just being married to one division per year, now you play everybody. So we have entered a moment in 2023, and it took my dad 30 years for it to become obvious, where there is no difference between the National League and the American League. And I truly believe this was all done on purpose. Radical realignment in Major League Baseball is going to be a huge step. It's going to be something that's going to anger a lot of traditionalists. It's going to anger me, spoiler alert on my opinion. The idea that the Mets and the Dodgers could play each other in a World Series is crazy to me. There's still something special about the World Series being between a traditional National League team and a traditional American League team. In fact, in 2015, when the Mets went on their run, if you recall, the Houston Astros had a two games to one series lead in the divisional series back in 2015. This is before they made their run as this dynastic team in the American League. And I remember purposely rooting for the Royals. I can't believe this because it bit me in the ass. I was rooting for the Royals because I thought it would be awkward and weird and take something away from the World Series to play the Astros in the World Series. I said, that's not the World Series. So I truly found myself rooting for the Royals in that divisional series strictly based on that. Now, obviously, that's out the window. The Astros have won how many pennants since then? 17, 19, 21, 22, two championships. So now you just think of them as an American League team. They've done it. But that's how, I guess, loyal I am to the traditional, this is an AL team and this is an NL team. But those lines have been blurred. And so what I believe, and we'll talk about this extensively, is that when Major League Baseball expands, and they're going to expand, and I would admit it's time for Major League Baseball to expand. They have been stuck on 30 teams since 1998. This is the longest period of time in the expansion era in which there hasn't been expansion. Think about it. They expanded in 1961. They expanded in 1969. They expanded in 1977. They expanded in 1993. They expanded in 1998. We've gone how many years since they've expanded? A generation, really. And I think the talent pool in Major League Baseball is so great. I really do. Uh, a lot of the influx of international talent has influenced it that I don't think we're going to have a talent issue. 
we may have a city issue. We may have a, are there two cities in North America that are worthy and capable of supporting a major league team? To me, there are three. There's Montreal, who deserves a second shot, in my humble opinion. There's Las Vegas, Nevada, which is clearly showing they can support professional teams. They have a football team. They have a hockey team. And the third city that I do believe can support a team is Nashville, Tennessee, in my humble opinion. I think all three of those cities will get a major league team in the next decade, one of which will be from a team that moves, probably the Oakland A's, who will move to Las Vegas, it seems natural. Then you've got expansion teams, a Montreal expansion, a Nashville expansion. So I want to make this clear. I don't believe we're going to get radical realignment until we get expansion, until we get 32 teams. And I think it's coming. I think it's going to be a huge influx of money into Major League Baseball, which they love. I think talent-wise, like I said, we're capable of having it. Plus 32 is perfect symmetry. It is. And mark my words, this is not something I'm rooting for. This is a prediction. When they go to 32 teams, the leagues as we know it are dead. And Pete Hoffman, that kills me inside. Well, I mean, listen, first of all, I know it kills you, but I think this is kind of needed because you talk about the competitive balance in baseball. There is none anymore as far as there's a very top-heavy league. There's teams that just don't seem to try as much. I think that this is going to change the league for the best. It's going to make teams have to spend money, or maybe there's going to be a different strategy behind it. I know that you and I may differ on how they should realign. I think Biden's going to be a little bit more obscure and a lot more um, issues with it, but I think it's, it'll be it'll be out there. But I think there's a good reason behind it. As far as the teams expanding, there's one other team. There's one other area that you're missing. I think Carolina can get a team, like one of them. Like I, I think that's an area too. I agree. I, the, the three that are off the top of my head is Vegas, Nashville, and Montreal. But Carolina, I feel like they're they they have enough sporting teams over there, and they're missing a baseball. Not to mention, like I feel like Carolina is just a hub for for baseball in general. Yeah, I mean maybe Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm not as believing that Raleigh can support a team. Plus, uh, being down in the Carolinas when I visit, it seems like everybody down there is a Braves fan, and that's a challenge. You're now going to have to kind of steal fans. Um, who for a generation or two have been fans of another team. So I wonder, unlike those other cities, Vegas, Nashville, and Montreal, I don't think their allegiances are with another franchise. Well, I do think in parts of North Carolina, they already have their allegiances to the Atlanta Braves. I guess Nashville may be the case. Certainly not the case in Vegas and definitely not the case in Montreal. I think the Montreal fan has almost remained loyal to the hope that they would get the Montreal Expos back. Before we get to your plan and my plan of radical realignment, because they are going to be very different, my hope is that they would keep the leagues together. And upon expansion, what I would do, and I actually would have done this this time around when Major League Baseball changed their playoff format, I would have gone back to the two divisions in each league. And the reason why I prefer two divisions is not me hearkening to my childhood and thinking about the NL East and the NL West. It's because... I kind of like the idea of the unbalanced schedule where you're facing teams in your division a bunch of times, like we have now. It's not as much as it used to be, but it's certainly still more than teams not in your division. And you're competing directly with them for playoff spots. What I mean by that is if you have eight teams in a division, I would say going in, 
the top three teams make the playoffs, not an uneven amount of teams based on record, because then you're kind of giving the team the benefit of a softer schedule. If the same amount of wildcard teams are being represented by each division, then you're making it fairer in a way. So, for example, under what we have today, if you had eight teams in the National League East and seven teams in the National League West, I know that's not perfect. You're saying right from the get-go, top three teams in each division make the playoffs. Right from the get-go. So you're not having teams from different divisions compete for the same playoff spot while playing an extremely different schedule, potentially a soft schedule. So that's why I really hoped that when they changed the playoff format after this most recent lockout, that they would have gone to that, where they would have said, look, we got two divisions. You're facing the teams in your division more. And it's kind of like a cleaner format, too, because if you win your division, you go right to the divisional series. If you're in second place, you play the third place team. And that's your wild card series, essentially a true wild card series, because it doesn't feature a team that won a division, which is a part of what I don't like about this current format, where the third team that wins a division has to play in the wild card series. Like that sucks. That means being a wild card team, the top wild card team, and being the lowest division winning team is essentially the same thing. Think about last year. The Mets has an example. The Mets didn't win their division. The Mets and the St. Louis Cardinals were essentially in the exact same spot. <laughs> you know, think about that. What benefit did you get from winning the division? So this is something I thought about even going into this year that I like the two division format more. Pete's a big four division guy in each league. And why is that? Is that because of the NFL that they have that the four teams in each division thing? I, I do like that as part of it because it does it it looks it looks comfortable to me. It's like, it makes sense. You get one winner from each division and then you can get two wild cards and it's just, it just makes it simpler rather than having to just go like everyone's all lined up and, and go at it. I think it is, creates better things. And for, listen, when I get to my realignment, which is going to be yeah. crazy, you're going to understand why I also prefer the, the four divisions as well. All right. I get Cause one of the negatives of having that many divisions with that few teams in it, would be that you run a good chance, if not a very good chance, of having a sub-500 team win a division, which is something we've seen in the NFL. So if you only have four teams in a division, let's just say, for the sake of this, because I, I did jot down uh, four team divisions, just because I know you like it. So I came up with four team divisions. One of my divisions is a division that features the new Montreal Expos, the Toronto Blue Jays, the Cincinnati Reds, and the Detroit Tigers. I mean, first of all, one of them is an expansion team. Two of them are bad teams. And then you have the Blue Jays. You run a greater risk that, A, there's just a horrible division race. But more than that, that a team that wins 75 games could accidentally win their division. If you have eight teams in each division, the odds are you're going to get a true division champion. And you're likelier to get the six top teams to make the postseason. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So I think we have a few differences on realignment. Number one is, and again, let's just play this with 32 teams. Let's add Montreal. Let's add Nashville. You want to add Charlotte, that's fine. Whatever those two cities are, we're dealing with 32 because 32 is the perfect symmetry. You got 8888 under my idea. And in your case, four, 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 four. I would love to to have this while keeping the leagues together. So, for example, if the leagues remained intact, my format would be the National League East would feature the New York Mets, the Philadelphia Phillies, the Atlanta Braves, the Miami Marlins, the Washington Nationals, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Cincinnati Reds, and the Nashville somethings. The National League West would feature the L.A. Dodgers, the San Francisco Giants, the Arizona Diamondbacks, the Colorado Rockies, the San Diego Padres, the Chicago Cubs, the St. Louis Cardinals, and the Milwaukee Brewers. You're keeping all of those traditional rivalries together. You're keeping the geography together. It makes perfect sense. But that's not going to happen. I know that we are going to enter a world in which we share a division with the New York Yankees. So let's get this out of the way immediately. My reason for not wanting a division with the New York Yankees has nothing to do with being scared. Okay, I want to make that very clear. If this was five years ago or 10 years ago, maybe I would be scared along with hating the idea of radical realignment. So it's not about being scared. It's not about, oh, I'm afraid of the Yankees or I'm afraid of Yankee fans and the bickering that would occur from what would become a true rivalry. That's not my issue. My issue is the Mets and the Yankees are going to play 12 times a year. The Mets and the Yankees are going to compete for a division. The idea of the Mets and the Yankees not playing in the World Series, it not being a possibility, the best we could get is a divisional series or a league championship series is sad. Like New York baseball is built on Subway World Series going all the way back to Giants-Yankees in 1921 to Dodgers-Yankees, to Mets-Yankees. That's who we are. That's a tradition that goes back over 100 years. And to make them division rivals, and don't give me, oh, it's like Giants-Dodgers all over again. No, no, Yeah, we had that for a while, and that was cool. But that's when we had three teams. So I can't get past taking that National League tradition and that American League tradition, even if those leagues don't mean anything, the idea that you eliminate the possibility of a Subway World Series stinks. And I have rivals. The Yankees have rivals. Do we really need to be rivals with each other, battling for a division every single year? So I start there, Pete. I hate that. Listen, I am not... I'm torn because when I break down my divisions, you're not going to be happy because I have something similar. I don't like it. It's not needed. You're right. It's not necessary. But for my plan to start it has to be like that so i you're right it i i there's no reason to have them there are different rivalries that i like but also someone brought this up to me and maybe it was you 
the Mets and the Cardinals were were rivals for years. Yes. Because they were in the same division, right? Yeah. Right. Well, they're not in the same division. They're still rivals. <laughs> so you can well, still have rivals not being in the same division. Yeah. I, we, we aren't, though. Like, the Mets and the Cardinals are not rivals. It's not what it was in the 1980s. It's not, it's not even close to it. Certainly, they've had some playoff battles. I mean, obviously, 2006 jumps out at us. But the Mets and the Cardinals aren't rivals anymore. Now, now we created new rivals. I mean, think about the Braves. The Atlanta Braves were never rivals with the Mets. They played each other in the NLCS back in 1969, but outside of that, they were a Western Division team. They became a rival. So, yeah, the, the idea that you can have a new rival has happened throughout baseball history. I just wouldn't want them to be a rival. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> – I, I get the easy excitement over it. Oh, my God, Mets, Yankees, it's crazy. I don't think it's necessary. And I think what we lose from it, even if it only happens once every 30 years of a Subway World Series, stinks. It does. And I do think the World Series, and I mentioned this earlier, still has a charm of uh, an AL team facing an NL team. Like the unique thing of, oh, it's Dodgers, Red Sox, two franchises that have been around for so long, and now they're playing in a World Series for the first time. Like, well, for the first time in a long time. That, That stuff is cool. And I'd hate to lose it. Now, I won't let you go first. I want to hear your idea. And then I'll pick it apart, rip you, or maybe I'll love it. Maybe I'll say, boy, Pete, you nailed it. All right, Let's so, just end the podcast now. You're a genius. Well, I am a genius, and thank you so much. It's it's a, it's going to give me a few minutes here, so just bear with me. Okay. okay. So first things first is, you're right, we're sticking with the four divisions, but there's no more leagues, Western Conference, Eastern Conference. So you're going to hate that. That's totally fine. I get that. And we're going to have some cool new divisions named. First, in the Western, we'll go to the Western Conference, the Satchel Division. We're going to change each division name to kind of match a historic player. Right. So Satchel Page. I don't hate it, that so far. In the division, Kansas City Royals, St. Louis Cardinals, Milwaukee Brewers, Minnesota Twins. The next division. Maybe. I already have an issue with this, by the way. Okay. You're separating Cardinals Cubs. I got an issue with that. That's a that's a great rivalry. Now, to your point, oh, there'll be new rivals, but Cardinals Cubs been going on for over a hundred years, and you just split that up immediately. They're still going to play twelve times a year anyway. They're in the same conference. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll let you continue. So <laughs> you'll still play your conference a lot. All right, go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> this is a lot. All right. So all the, right. the Mays Division: San Francisco Giants, Las Vegas A's. Los Angeles Angels, L.A. Dodgers, okay? Okay. Ichiro division, because <laughs> he's my boy. <laughs> uh, you've got Seattle Mariners, the Padres, the Cardinals, the Rockies, the Ryan division, which is Rangers, Astros, Cubs, White Sox. So there you go. You got your Cubs, and you got your uh, Cardinals rivalry. It's still there. You still get to play 12 times a year. In the... Um, which is the- I'm very confused. Didn't you name multiple teams in two divisions? No. Oh, I think you said the Cardinals twice. No, Cardinals. Who's are- in the Who's in the that that Cub the, division? This the okay in the Cubs division. This is why yeah. it's very confused. In the Cubs division is Rangers, oh. Astros, Cubs, White Sox. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yes, but you're my, still gonna- my apologies. But- so what you're doing is you're creating a conference, and you're going to play each team in that conference the same amount of time. So you're not playing teams in your division more necessarily. It's the conference that you're playing a lot. Exactly. Okay. 
All right. So, <laughs> and now, and then there's a whole plan to this whole thing too, which is really going to screw things up. But hear me out because let's, let's get the Eastern Conference teams in All there right. and we'll go, go ahead. So the Ruth division, which is starts out the Yankees, Mets, Red Sox, Phillies. Okay. Fine. Okay. The K line division, Expos, Blue Jays, the Nashville Stars. That's what I'm going with. I don't know why. Detroit Tigers, the Aaron division. Pittsburgh Pirates, Braves, Nationals, Orioles, and the Rose Division, which is very controversial, the Guardians, <laughs> Reds, Rays, Marlins. Here's the thing, and this is the kicker. This is yeah. where I'm really going to go crazy with it. So, again, you know, you get the 12 games per conference or whatever. It's fine. At the end of the season, the four worst teams in each conference. So, you're going to have a winner from each division. And you get two wild card teams. And we'll take from like, you know, what obviously the two best wild card teams will be the, the, the you know, will, will be the two best other records, which it is now. Anyway, um, the lowest seeds, the lowest teams will get reg, uh, relegated to the worst division. And there will be one. So we're going to just kind of just <laughs> rotate. So, right. but now, but here's the thing is so now you're going to have one full division. That is basically four of the worst teams, and they all have to fight it out for the next year. So it's going to be – you're going to start creating a lot of different chaos. Yeah, that's chaos, all right. Well, the first piece of chaos you have is your math doesn't work because if you're playing every team in your conference 12 times, that's 180 games right off the top. Well, whatever, do- whatever, whatever it is, maybe 10 times. <laughs> I apologize. I, was, I actually thought this through because I, I broke down the schedule. But division-wise, we're not that far off. If you were going to go with a radical realignment that features conferences, essentially, that four teams in each division, I'm with you, Yankees, Mets, Phillies, Red Sox. I don't think you can break up any other team from that group. It's too important. I had a little bit different Orioles, Nationals, Pirates, Guardians. I had Rays, Marlins, Braves, Nashville. I think geographically you'd want to keep Nashville with Atlanta, with Miami, with Tampa Bay. I had Expos, Blue Jays, Reds, Tigers. So we're not that far off. But in terms of games played, you, you you can't have that many games against all of those teams because the number adds up too high. That's kind of part. That's part of the problem that I had, and it's part of the issue baseball has right now. Where right now we're going to play teams in our division twelve times, teams not in our division but in our league six or seven times, and then three times against everybody else. That's probably the thing that makes the most sense, almost. Because you do want to make divisional games bigger. You know, Buck Showalter mentioned a balance, balance schedule where you play everybody the same amount of times. It doesn't work. Like it doesn't. Think about it. There's 29 other teams in baseball, or in our argument, 31 other teams in baseball. If you win 162 divided by 31, that's 5.22. That means you're playing everybody five times a season. Would anybody want that? Like, think about that. Would you want five? Then you would. Pete, you'd have no rivals. Yeah, <laughs> no, you need to have more than that. That's why I admit 12 is not a good number, but like you need to have a significant amount versus your division. Yeah. I also think, and I know a lot of the things we are saying can be, I don't want to say complicated, but can become complicated. I think the relegation of teams is way too complicated. I, I, I wouldn't want to change divisions every single year. Now, one thing I would understand, and you kind of get it with these divisions, is big market teams are together. It's geography. I mean, think about Yankees, Mets, Phillies, Red Sox. I know the Red Sox haven't acted like a big time, big market team recently, but the Phillies are spending 
the Mets are spending, the Yankees are the Yankees, despite what some Yankee fans say. Like, those are four behemoths. Behemoths. If you look at that Orioles, Nationals, Pirates, Cleveland division, they don't spend. Now, I know the Nationals have in the past and the Orioles have in the past, but in general, they are not reliably big market teams. They just aren't. Now, I do think the Braves would have a huge edge in the division I created with Tampa Bay, Miami, and Nashville. Who knows about Nashville? It's a hypothetical because the Braves spent. So, but I do understand looking at market size and history of spending and saying, hey, it's probably best to have smaller market teams together, even though it's not a perfect science. We know how good Tampa Bay has been. Uh, We know how good the Minnesota Twins have been and the A's in the past have been. So it's not a perfect science, but I totally understand having an eye towards spending when creating these divisions. But honestly, once you create them, I think you got to stick with them. I, I would. I don't believe in relegation. The reason why I I I like the relegation idea is because it just proves how different teams play. Like they they work the money. Like you're right. Like some teams don't spend a lot of money, but it puts you to the test. It's like how good are you? Like at the like the in the end, like you might see the Pirates, the A's, and like, well, if they move to Vegas, I think maybe things will go different. But like the Pirates right now, the A's, and uh, you know the Royals, and maybe some other t- you know the Nationals right now, they'll all be in the same division, and you know one of those teams is going to win a division and they get smoked in the playoffs. But you at yes. least give the fan base something to cheer for for a chance. Like the Pittsburgh Pirates never get a chance because they're always in the stacked division. By the way, one thing, and again, I'm not a fan of the, the 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 having eight divisions. I'm not for the reasons I laid out earlier. But the one thing I would do if you went that route is not have conferences, but basically say we just have eight divisions. And what that allows you to do is have the World Series be any matchup. I'm actually a believer of that in the NBA. I've been a big fan of we got to get rid of the conferences or keep the conferences. But once the NBA playoffs start, I would see teams one through 16 and go from there. And the reason I've always drawn interest in that is it creates the possibility of a Knicks-Nets NBA Finals. It creates the possibility of a Knicks-Celtics NBA Finals. It creates the possibility of a Lakers-Suns NBA Finals. Like I don't think geographic should be the reason why teams can't play for a championship. You know what I mean? Like Baseball and the NFL have stayed firm on their leagues are based on history. They're not based on geography. Obviously, divisions are, but I'm talking about your ability to play another team at a championship. And in the NHL today and in the NBA today, it's based on geography. And I don't love that. So if we are going to go radical, which I have accepted, and it's kind of the premise of the podcast, I'd love to see teams in a way in which the two best teams could play each other for a championship, even if those two teams happen to be in the same quote-unquote league or conference. So I do view it that way. But if you, ha- but again, you lead to the problem where it's like, you know, if you end up having Yankees and Mets in the same division, they're never going to get the World Series together. They'll never. Now, if you have it your way and there's there's no conferences, there's just eight divisions, but you have some sort of relegation, eventually they're going to not be in the same division. Well, that, no, no, that's, here's why that's not true. So if I had let's say of the 32 teams, you got four divisions. Let's say you're putting 12 teams in the playoffs. Okay. And eight of them are because of divisions. And then four of them are because of wild cards. I would seed it one through 12. And if you seed it one through 12, then there's no guarantee you can't play a team in your division 
for a championship if you did it that way. It's I know it's weird, but I'm just not a fan of having geography determine who's playing for a championship. I I don't like that in the NBA. I, you know, I, I'm not a radical guy, but in terms of that, I guess I am. Like I've always thought I would take the 16 playoff teams and just seed them one through 16 and let the best two teams play for a championship. If the one seed is the Boston Celtics and the two seed is the Denver Nuggets, the only way they could play for a championship is in the finals. Like they couldn't play any earlier than that. So that's how I would view it if we did that format of eight divisions. Just me, though. I'd no, want to keep it open. I get it. You're, you're kind of making your own little uh, NCAA tournament, your bracket. You know what I mean? That, that's what yeah. it comes down to. You got one seeds, and that, that's how it goes. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So my idea, because I like the eight divisions upon radical realignment, is it would look like this. All right, you'd have... The East and the West, though, I guess I just contradict because I don't want an East and West, but that's how I have it divided up. <laughs> it's act, You know what's funny? I actually don't really have an East and West. The way I have it is an East, a Southwest mostly, a Central, and a West. So I don't know if you have to put them by conference. The Met division would be, and I do love your idea, by the way. I want to give you some credit. I don't want to rip you for every one of your ideas. I love the idea of naming it after a baseball legend. I think that's awesome. I think that's better than just saying the Northeast or the Metropolitan or the Atlantic. I, I love that idea. By the way. Yeah, listen, th- that's the one thing I thought about. I'm like, we talk about, we just watched the World Baseball Classic, and we thought that was kind of cool for baseball. At least I did. But we talk about the history of the game. Kids don't freaking know it anymore. I mean, unless you're going, to, unless you're going to, to Cooperstown, you're not knowing it. So give something back. Make no, people I- think a little bit. I'm with you. You know, like right off the top, I would say that the Dodgers, Angels, Giants division should be named after Jackie Robinson and the East division that has the Mets and the Yankees. I begrudgingly say Babe Ruth. I agree with you. I think those are two perfect guys to go after. Whoever whoever else you want to honor is fine, whether it's Roberto Clemente or it's you know, whomever. Doesn't matter. Like I'm I'm game for that one. Uh, so the Babe Ruth division. <laughs> Would be the New York Yankees, the New York Mets, the Boston Red Sox, the Philadelphia Phillies, the Washington Nationals, the Baltimore Orioles, the Toronto Blue Jays, and the newly created Montreal Expos. Uh, There's a great history with all those teams. I mean, there's so many great geographic rivals, so many great road trips one can create by going to all these different cities. Uh, And I would have a team in your division. I would play them 12 times. And the math is going to check out on this. You play everybody in your division 12 times. So there's seven other teams in your division. Do the math. 12 times seven is 84. Is it 84? Hold on. Let me calculate it. 
Yeah, I'm curious the wrong person right now. 12 times 7, 84. There you go. That would leave <laughs> you to play everybody else three times. And that would add up to 156 games, which is a pretty number. I think it's a fine number. It's a few games less than we play now. You're not doing anything radical to the schedule. It's 156. So you play everybody in your division 12 times. Mets would play the Yankees 12 times. Mets would play the Red Sox 12 times, which is also a perfect number because it means two trips. Two trips, two homestands. Everybody else. And I guess that, that part kind of sucks. You play three times. Everybody else. And I've got no reason to play them more because I'm going to have three playoff teams coming out of my division. Period. Stop. Like, that's it. There are three teams. The first place team goes to the divisional series. The second place team and third place team would play a wild card series against each other. So the Mets win the division. The Yankees and the Red Sox finish second and third. Yankees, Red Sox. Boom. A.L. I was about to say A.L. Wild card series. However you want to call it. And the Mets would either face the winner or if you want to go with my idea of I'd love to possibly play a team in my division, I just reverse it and say the Mets would play another wild card winner, if you will. Uh, my other division would be Tampa Bay, Miami, so you keep them together, Atlanta and Nashville, keep them together. And this is where you got to get creative with the geography, the Houston Astros, the Texas Rangers. So it's all Southwest, but the two teams I'd have to add to make it work would be the Minnesota Twins and the Detroit Tigers. It's not perfect, but I'm trying to keep time zones the same. So everybody in that division is either in the Eastern time zone or the Central time zone. The next division where I'd keep a lot of rivalries together, the St. Louis Cardinals, the Kansas City Royals, the Chicago Cubs, the Chicago White Sox, the Milwaukee Brewers. To me, those teams always need to be together because the Cardinals are rivals with the Cubs. The Cardinals geographically are rivals with the Royals, the Cubs with the White Sox, the Brewers with Chicago. So you almost have to keep all them together. And then I would include Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. And then my West division would be everybody else. The LA Dodgers, the Anaheim Angels, the San Francisco Giants, the Oakland or Las Vegas A's, take your pick, the Seattle Mariners, the Arizona Diamondbacks, the Colorado Rockies, and the San Diego Padres. You play teams in your division 12 times. You play everybody else three times, and you've got yourself a perfect 156-game schedule. The only problem is all those other teams that aren't in your division, they will only visit you once every two years. Kind of like what we're going to have this year with the National League and the American League. So it, it will be weirder that Yankees-Astros, which has formed into a rivalry, now the Astros only come to New York once every two years. But what are you going to do? I mean, there's so many teams. To me, it's the only way to make it work. And I don't think you could balance it out any more than that because if you want, and I do, the divisions to be equal in terms of the schedule that they play, and you're not battling like the Mets aren't battling the Rangers for a wild card spot when they play a completely different schedule. You keep things together. So that's my idea. Your thoughts? You keep on going back to 156. You're trying to take less games. You're adding more teams um, and taking less games. I'm not. Okay, so here's where I am on that. I wouldn't want to radically change the number. So I'm not sitting here saying it should be 130 games. But I don't think a six-game difference is a big deal at all. I just don't. I, I just don't. And I think... No matter what format we go to, Pete, we got a lot of teams making the playoffs. You know, I think we're about to go into a regular season in which the attitude amongst Mets and Yankee fans is, well, we should make the playoffs despite all the issues we may have. Now, that may not turn out to be the case, obviously. Baseball is a funny game. You never know. 
But I do think the the sport is moving more towards the NBA than it's ever been in terms of if you're halfway decent, you're making the playoffs. Now, you can suck and have a really surprisingly bad year and miss the playoffs. I can't say that can't happen. But if you're any good, you're going to make the playoffs. So cutting down the season by a week or two, to me, is not a big deal. And I love baseball. I'm not advocating cutting down the season. But I think going from 162 to 156 is is actually not even noticeable. I don't think that's a big number at all. So no, I got no not. issue with that. It, it's not. And again, like you said, like six games, what what is it? I mean, to to maybe just for the teams themselves, because financially those six games maybe, but to the fans, I don't think it really does make that much of a difference. Now, you're, the one thing is I do actually like the way that you see the teams. I, I I like that I like that you're you're totally just getting rid of we've we've gone there. There's no more leagues. There's no more American League. There's no more National League. It's just one big thing. So I I like the fact that there's just the best team is a one seed, and they you, you got the, and you just kind of make the tournament from there type of thing. The, the tournament style bracket so that they you can have the best teams in the league eventually face each other in the World Series. Yeah, I, I think it's also really important, and this is where baseball, to me, made a mistake with this new format. You got to be rewarded for winning the division. You know, I I mentioned this on the air a few days ago in the NBA that they still have divisions in the NBA. Do people even realize that? They do. And they mean nothing. They don't mean anything, yet teams will hang banners up that say they won the Southeast. There is no meaning towards winning the division other than it being a second tiebreaker. Um after head to head. And it's like, what the, why do we even have divisions in the NBA? It's become a joke. But in the NFL, one thing I love about the NFL, I always defend them about this, is there can be a bad team that wins a division. We've seen it a lot. It's part of why I don't love four teams in a division. But you win a division, you're being rewarded. Fair or not, you're getting that home game. And I think in Major League Baseball, to me, winning the division should secure you a spot in the divisional series. And there's going to be a year this year, maybe it's this year where the Mets are going to win a division and we're going to say to ourselves, what did we get out of that? I mean, think about it. I mentioned this earlier. The Mets being the lead wildcard team was no different than the St. Louis Cardinals winning the NL Central. There was no difference. The hell difference was it? Why? Because the Cardinals played a quote-unquote weaker opponent, if you want to call the Phillies a weaker opponent, I guess. But they both had to play that best of three with all three games at home. So, that bothers me. I don't like that. I'd rather there be a reward for winning the division and under the eight teams in a division format, I'm telling you, you go win that division, boom, you're in the divisional series and you let the second place team and the third place team go at it. Um, I think players, by the way, would love this too, just from a travel standpoint. I mean, think about it. Think about that division I sorted out with the Mets, Yankees, Red Sox, Phillies, Nationals, Orioles, Blue Jays, Expos. You, you're in the Mets, right? You don't have to get on a plane to go play the Yankees. You don't even get on a plane to play the Red Sox. You don't even get on a plane to play the Phillies. You don't get on a plane to play the Nationals or Orioles. Like literally five of the seven teams in your division in which you're going to make 10 quote unquote trips to play them features a bus or an Amtrak. So you are in a major way based on this schedule. Not that we should be concerned about it. I'm just pointing it out the players' travel would be just completely cut based on this schedule format. Yeah, and I, I don't mind that. Now, the only thing is, 
and I'm I don't really care about anybody else. But will other teams and other leagues and be like not not other leagues, but other teams in the organization be like, well, look at them. They have such an easy travel. We don't have it as easy. I mean, look look at like a team like Colorado. Well, there's no easy travel. <laughs> but but you know what, Pete? This gets back to my point. That's why I'm making divisions, basically their own <laughs> leagues. You're not the Colorado Rockies, who clearly you're right, or the Seattle Mariners are at a travel disadvantage. Well, guess what? You're not battling the Mets for a playoff spot. You're not battling the Cubs for a playoff spot. You're only battling your division. That's it. And yeah, I mean, the Dodgers may not have to. I mean, think about it, though. The Dodgers are flying everywhere. Other than San Diego and the Angels, they got to fly uh, to to San Francisco. They're going to fly to the A's. They're going to fly to the Mariners. So I like almost creating a mini league. You know, when you've got eight teams in a division, my point to the Mariners or the Rockies would be, you don't have to worry about those two teams. Like, you're not competing with them. So what may happen inadvertently, we have a lot of people who listen to the Rico who are just Met fans. They don't watch anything else. And there's a lot of baseball fans that way, where it is strictly about the Mets. Well, Mets are in a playoff race. They're battling for a wild card spot with the Milwaukee Brewers. You're going to find yourself watching the Brewers. You're going to find yourself watching other National League teams because you're competing with them. Under my format, it's just your division. Like you, you would treat the Rays, Marlins, and Braves as foreign teams because they don't mean anything to you. You only play them three times a year, which I know would be weird, especially with the Braves as a Met fan. To go from blood rivals with them for two decades to you're never going to see them, it's similar to what we talked about earlier with the Cubs and Cardinals from back in the day. The Mets and Cubs used to be great rivals. The Mets and Cardinals used to be great rivals. When I was growing up, the Mets' biggest rival was the Pirates. Let's not forget that. The Andy Van Slag, Barry Bonds, Doug Drabeck days. So it'd be weird, but you'd get used to it. But you'd almost take... 24 of the 32 teams and make them completely irrelevant to the Met fan. And it would mean you wouldn't have to stay up very late. Think about that. Well, <laughs> you dude, wouldn't be making a lot of West coast trips. Those are the worst. I will tell you that much. Those are definitely the worst. I cannot, the West coast trips, especially for recording a Rico at two in the morning. Yeah, it's rough, but I, I will do the sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually miss the West coast trips. I don't mind them very much. I, I give you this idea with pride, but I also, I don't want to see this. I really don't want to see radical realignment, but I I've felt this way for a while. It's inevitable. It's just, think about all the things I laid out at the top of the podcast. Think about all the way things have changed over the years from the league office to the umpires, to the designated hitter before that interleague play. And now what we're getting this year that we have never seen before, the play everybody schedule. To me, it has all been greased up for radical realignment. So as much as you've told your Yankee fan friends, oh, we don't care about you, there's going to come a day, and it's going to be soon, where they really will be our blood rivals. This will no longer be this cute little, we like to poke each other. This will be real. And if you think you dislike the New York Yankees now, just wait. Imagine 12 games, a pennant race, a battle for the division with the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox, Bostonians. Yuck. Oh, the whole thing is disgusting. Yeah. I mean, again, this is what I'm saying. Like, it makes the most sense because of geographically where everyone is, but it really, I don't want that. 
I, I don't need it. It's not like when when Yankee fans and what and I'm, it's not supposed to be a bash on Yankees moment here, but when Yankee fans are always trying to compare the Mets to the Yankees, I, I got to be honest. Like I only care about the Mets. So to have them in the same division makes me have to think about the Yankees more. I don't want to do that. I know there are people listening saying, you two idiots, you know, you're talking about how much you'd hate it, but the truth is it would add a ridiculous amount of intensity to those games. And I, I, I admit that I, I think my biggest issue more than the nervousness of battling the Yankees is I love the history of this game. I love it too much. I love, despite how much things have changed, talking about national league history. And look, the problem is there is no difference between the NL and the AL. And for many years there was, and the lines began to get blurried. And now there, there is no difference. The DH thing finished it off. I'm sorry. The, the DH thing was the one thing that remained different between the two leagues. And now there's nothing. So I'll make you this prediction in closing. I think we're going to get this in the new CBA. I think we're going to get this along with expansion which will be the line where they make this move. I don't think they're going to do it before expansion. I don't think it makes sense. I don't think 30 is that that number that makes sense. I think once they go to 32 and we're creeping closer, it's been a long time since they expanded. I think, unfortunately, we're going to get this radical realignment. Definitely email me your thoughts, and Pete, your thoughts, good or bad. You hate his idea, you love his idea. You hate my idea, you love my idea. And maybe your idea on what the hell should happen. I do get this sense as you email us, thericob at gmail.com, that most people are going to be against this. I stand by that. I think that this is not a generational thing. This is not being a traditionalist. I don't think people are going to want this kind of radical realignment, but we shall see. I did mention the other day on WFN, and I stand by this, that I do love the idea of adding a Japanese professional baseball team to the Major League Baseball playoffs. And I didn't say that for a fact. I didn't say that to cause controversy. I've actually thought about this for a while where, and I'll only spend a few minutes on this, where right now we've got six teams from each league. So let's just stick with the National League and the American League. I'd say we have five teams make the playoffs, and we take the champion of each league in Japan and bring them over as a wild card team to compete in the Major League Baseball playoffs. And I've always thought about it because, hey, I think it would be an interesting test because no one really knows how good the Japanese baseball league is. We don't. We know that guys come over and are successful. We know guys have come over and failed. But we don't actually know, like, how good is an elite level Nippon baseball league team? So throw them in the mix. And I always thought playoffs, not World Series, because nobody would care about the World Series. You know, if the Mets won the World Series, I think we would celebrate and not go crazy about their best of seven against the Nippon Ham Fighters. I got to tell you, I don't think we would. I think we would view it as an exhibition. But if you brought them into the Major League Baseball playoffs and said, hey, New York Mets, your first round opponent is the Cebu Lions, we would care. And we'd have no choice but to care because it's a playoff team. So I know when you first hear it, the assumption is Evan's an idiot. What a horrible idea. What I would say to you is give it more thought and think about it and really ask yourself, what's so bad about it? And if your concern is they're not good enough, I'd say, okay, let's find out. 
if we sweep every Japanese baseball team who makes the playoffs for five years, then can it? Then say, you know what? This didn't work. They don't belong. Let's move on. But what if they're good? What if? What if? Yeah. That's just, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I really I don't think it's a terrible idea. Will you and I both agreed to go like conferences rather than actual leagues? I think that's open for debate then. I think you could throw in all that stuff. Like, I don't know if I would put them in actual round. I'd, I'd make a World Series and then that World Series winner faces, goes to a tournament and faces. Like, that's what they, like, think about this, right? And it's it's kind of dumb to compare to the, the little leagues of the world. But we go through district tournaments as for as kids age. And then they go from districts to it, others. It won't, here's the problem. Here's the problem. And this is the reason why I'm adamant that it's the playoffs. It won't work we will reject it we will say it doesn't matter i don't care i I don't think it works i don't think you want to because i would almost say to the nippon baseball league you got to prove yourself all right we're going to take your two best teams we're going to put them in the playoffs and let's see how you do you go on a run and the world series is a battle between the houston astros and the Cebu lions game on then you just prove something but I wouldn't do it as a, you won the American championship. Let's make it a true world series. I've heard a lot of people say that idea. Bobby Valentine recently said it. I think it fails. I just, I'm telling you right now, I I don't think any of us would take it seriously. I think if you put a team in the playoffs and for those who say the team isn't good enough, okay, then here's what I would say. They're the last wild card team and they're facing the best team in the league. So right out the gate, you're rewarding the best team in the league, right? You're supposed to give them a reward. Well, here's your reward. You're taking on this non-major league team in a best of five series. Go beat them. Go beat them. So I stand by it. That was not even being drunk on the air when I made that whole point up a couple days ago. That was me believing it. Talk about radical, dude. That that is now we're just – I understand. Listen, you're very serious about that, and that's all good. But we're now just – grasping at straws i feel like this is we're going we're going we're just we're just doing it like screw it just whatever something's gonna stick eventually hey hey man there's been a lot of changes if if i would have told you 10 years ago uh you're gonna play every team in baseball the dh is gonna be in the national league and there's gonna be a pitch clock uh you thought i was nuts all right you would have thought i was nuts but we appreciate you listening and downloading again your thoughts to rico b at gmail.com We got a lot of big opening day festivities scheduled over the next couple of days. Our Yankees versus Mets podcast, our Mets over under predictions, our overall baseball predictions, and our final thoughts on the roster once it's unveiled. All coming up before opening day on Rico Bronia. We appreciate you listening and downloading Rico Bronia. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronia podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Make sure you download it now to keep it on you at all times.